Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy almost Christmas, everyone. Glad you joined us today. We're finishing out our work this month in Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. And the idea is really to not only heighten our ability to usher creativity into our lives, but also to figure out how to nourish that creativity, how to bring the creative thoughts and ideas and urges that we have into fruition into the world. And today we're, we're finishing up in that. Last week we talked about the idea of permission and persistence. The permission part of it is, oh my gosh, we may not get it right the first time. Sometimes when a great idea comes to it, sometimes when creativity comes to it, uh, it's more of a dry run. It's more of a practice. And, and the persistence part of it, of course, is, and I'll try again with my devotion to this new idea, with my ability to give it resources and the permission to uh, persist. Truly, we can make a difference in our own lives and in the world. Today, I want to move on with a related and slightly separate topic. It's related in that what gives us the drive to move forward? What is it that allows us the the backup, the resources necessary to pull off even some of our most complicated and creative ideas? And so that's where we're headed. But I think to get there, I want to start with the idea of divine creativity itself, that that idea of God or, or spirit, your higher power, being the ultimate creativity in the universe. And I think a good place to start, of course, would be one of those creation jokes. So God was sitting in heaven one day when a scientist remarked, God, we don't even need you anymore. Science has finally figured out a way to create life out of nothing. In other words, we can now do what you did in the beginning. And said the scientist, I suspect we can do it better. Oh, is that so? Maybe, maybe you should explain, replies God. Well, said the scientist, we can take protoplasm and genetically modify it to produce a true ideal human with all of the characteristics that we choose. None of this randomness anymore. Well, that's very interesting. But what is this protoplasm stuff? Asked God. Well, it's the contents of a human cell, says the scientist. It's what we start with. It's basically the primary elements of the earth. Oh, dirt, said God, dirt. No, 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 no. For this to be a fair test, you better come up with your own dirt. (laughs) No, it wasn't that funny. But of course, in the science of mind, we do believe that truly God created everything, even the dirt, that 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 marvelous Big Bang thing that scientists talk about, that was literally God, through God's consciousness, bringing into fruition in the world, maybe the biggest idea of all, the the idea of the universe and all of its glory and all of its majesty. And and of course, the creativity didn't stop there. It, It included the creativity and the the galaxies forming and the solar systems forming and the elements of life being present and evolution and and ultimately it included the creation of us sitting here in this very room from that initial act of primal amazing creativity now here is where i might start pushing some people's buttons a little 
Because we also believe that as we were made by God, we were made out of God. If we say that God created the heavens and the earth, and we say that God is all there is, then what did God create the heavens and the earth out of? There wasn't anything else but God, right? And so that means we are literally made out of God's stuff. We're not junk. We're not some cosmic mistake. Literally, spirit is as us, and we are made out of spirit. And I would tell you, here is the true secret of creativity, is that God also gave us the same elements of creativity that God had in itself. Even as God gave us life, even as God gave the universe life, God imbued the universe itself with life. It it, it made it in such a way so that we create life. And we have that same creative power. Now you might be asking, well, okay, uh, that sounds nice, Larry. And, uh, and I get this on an intellectual way, and, and it even kind of matches a little bit with what I think. But then, but then I want to do a little bit of a pushback, because my experience in the world is often I have great ideas that come to nothing. Where, where is my Big Bang? <laughs> right? If I have that same creative power, if I have these magnificent ideas, why through prayer or some other spiritual means, much as God created them in the heavens and the earth, why do I have just trouble in creating a new dishwasher? Or, or whatever, right? Well, here is where I want to move then into the, the real message today. And, and we're taking this from the end of our, our book on big magic. And she says that really what is necessary, what, what is necessary perhaps more than anything else is what she calls fierce faith. There has to be that element in us that truly believes that we have that same power of creation in us that spirit had. One way of looking at it, I would ask you a question. Can you imagine that God had significant doubts about creating the universe? Do you, do you imagine that God kind of sat there with folding arms thinking about, well, you know, there could be beautiful skies and planets, and, but then he kind of went, oh, but what if I get it wrong? What, what if I devote all of my resources, all of my being into this great idea of the Big Bang and then it all goes south? What if it's just a total mess? No, see, I don't think, I don't think there was any hesitation. I think that's why it was a, a Big Bang, right? It wasn't something that took a long time. The scientists tell us that the Big Bang itself much less than even a second. It was that impetus and surety and definiteness and that, that I don't even know that humans can express what it was, but it certainly wasn't self-doubting. It was, I'm putting it all on the line and we're going to have the time of our lives. We're going to create life itself and it is going to be fantastic. That 
is the way that I believe that God created the heavens and the earth. Not, not as some science experiment, but almost out of love, out of joy, out of curiosity, out of that impetus to try something new and not, not care if there might be stumbles along the way, right? Not to care that every molecule is in exactly the right place, but, but going with that grand vision of what life can be, what joy can be, what beauty can be. And it gave 100% of its commitment and just did it. Never looked back. And I have to tell you, I don't always have that same level of confidence. Often I do. Often I do. And, uh, and for those of you who know me, uh, know that there have absolutely been miracles in my life. Times when I have prayed for things for myself and other people who have come into fruition in such a way that people just sat back and said, well, this was a miracle. And then at other times, it's like, what, like, what, (laughs) what happened? Couldn't I have done a little better than that? Right? It's because in our humanness, it's, it's difficult to see that level of face. It's difficult to own up to that level of power that we have. And today I want to give you a set of suggestions of how we can begin to build that faith, how we can begin to see God as our co-creator, how we can begin not only to use the power that we have over our own lives, which one might wonder actually some days if we have any power over our own lives, but, but not only how we can use our own authentic power, but also how we can involve God and God's power in it. Okay. I think that this is like flexing a muscle. I think faith is like flexing a muscle. And first we have to know about the muscle. And so the good news is education is happening right now. You've already heard the basics of science of mind that God is everything that includes you that includes the power that God had. So, so now you may know something that you didn't realize when you came in today. That's the, the first step is sort of understanding how it works, understanding where we come from, understanding our connection to the divine. And I would say you can strengthen that further by, by reading some of the books that we cover on Sunday. You can uh, sign up for one of those workshops or classes. Education is amazing because you will learn things that you r- literally didn't know. And of course, we have to be aware of something before we can use something. But the other piece of it, of course, is practice. The other piece of it in strengthening any muscle, in, in the ability to move forward when anything that's new, we have to practice that in order to be, get good with it. And I've, I've heard it said that often people new to this uh, philosophy will practice manifesting a parking spot, for instance. They'll, they'll say, no, I'm not going to worry about parking at that darn doctor's appointment. I know there's going to be well, my partner calls it princess parking. You can, you can call it what you want. But, but like the coach pulls up like the coach is supposed to. And there are attendants who open the door, right? That's princess parking. And so, uh, uh, so whenever we're going someplace where, where traffic and, and parking is often a problem, my partner Daniel will say, no, what are you worried about? There's going to be the perfect spot. And it's going to be right in front. And maybe it's even va- free valet. We'll see about that. But we know we're not going to be stuck on the eighth floor of a parking garage. And often it's by starting with those small steps where, where we think, well, this won't take too much. This is something easy for God. And of course, I laugh at that, right? Easy for God? 
what does that even mean? Is there anything on the planet or in the universe that's hard for God? God did the Big Bang. God made the parking lots, right? <laughs> These are not hard things. And, and of course, but that's where our practice comes in. That's where our ability to see and notice that our prayers are answered. And that's one of the most blessed practice for building faith altogether. It's making intentions and following through for them and seeing that God has your back. It's, it's doing prayers that are affirmative and positive about how you'd like to see the world and, and noticing when those come into being. It's, it's allowing our faith to increase through actual, and here we're back to almost like science again, right? We're going to propose that something might work in a certain way. And then when it comes true, we notice that and it strengthens the hypothesis. The hypothesis is that our thoughts become things. Our hypothesis is that what we hold in our heart and put resources into will have a positive outcome. And when we begin reinforcing that hypothesis, uh, when things happen to our benefit in those ways, well, then I'm bolder. Then I'm thinking, wait a minute, maybe I can do better than parking spots. Because what I know about God is a parking spot really isn't any different than world peace. What I know about God is that a parking spot is no different than the solution to global warming. These ideas are there. These ideas, humanity can put itself together in such a way that we can achieve either of those two options. Now, again, I'm hoping some of you will give me a little bit of a pushback because uh, many of you know that uh, I pray, of course, my, my spiritual practice is to do prayer every morning. And for, I'm sad to say, two and a half years now, uh, I've been praying for the unity of the political system here in the United States because it occurs to me that it's in a little bit of a mess right now. And so I've been praying for two and a half years that there, there becomes a, a greater unity there, that uh, rather than separating things out and causing strife and ill will, that our, our political system will, will begin working on issues in a way that, that we can move forward in the world. And, and the pushback would be, well, Larry, uh, so how are those prayers working for you? Uh, what, what happened here? You know, I, I look towards you as our senior minister, as someone who kind of has this prayer thing down pretty well and has had some great success. And it's not what I'm observing <laughs> is happening right now. And I would tell you that one thing that we have to be concerned about when we pray is that other people factor into this as well. And our thoughts become things. That means that my thoughts become things and your thoughts become things, and your thoughts become things, and really everyone in America, our beliefs about the political system become our experience of the world. And so even though I'm praying up a storm, which is the good news, <laughs> the bad news is there are a fair number of people that are enjoying the trouble going on right now, that, that take some pleasure and delight in some of the strife and trouble going around politics right now. And so, so it's not just me. It, it, I, I wish, you know, and, and through my prayers, my experience of the world gets better right? I'm not harboring ill will towards our politicians. Uh, I'm not thinking that they're, they're crazy or, or, or that it all should be torn down anymore. I mean, when I first started, I had a pretty internally bleak picture. I don't have that anymore. So, so if nothing else, my prayer work has given 
me the peace that I deserve, right? It's, it's allowed me to have some equanimity around this situation. And what I know is that when the truth is spoken, the universe does respond to it. What I know is that the high and holy ideas of peace and equanimity, of joy and equality, I know those ring out like a bell. And when I pray about them, when we speak about them, there is something intrinsically attractive about them. And this situation may not change today, and it may not be that much different tomorrow or the day after that. But what I do know is that if we call for peace in our intentions, in our prayers, in our love, there will be a change. And I would like to suggest that we can bring this same power into our own lives in an interesting way. And here's where your homework for this week comes about. Some of you uh, who maybe haven't been here before, uh, hate to say it, but every week there's a little bit of homework. Uh, of course, you're free to not do anything with it, uh, but we've been working on the idea of allowing our creativity to blossom. And over the last couple of weeks, the homework has been to begin evaluating ideas that come to you. Is this an idea that I want to put some uh, investment into? Is this a, an idea or a way of being? Whatever it is, something personally, something for the United States, something for the world, what's a grand idea that you would have, that you would like to see, that you would put some intention into. And, and so far we've gotten to the point of recognizing the ideas and then trying to begin making that commitment to, to put some effort into it. And today your homework is to do it on behalf of your idea of spirit itself. So whether you call it the universe, whether you call it God, whether you call it the divine feminine, however you think of your higher power, pretend, if you will, for the moment that you are doing this act of creation on behalf of it. Just as though God were moving through you to create your own Big Bang. Now I say pretend, but do you really have to pretend? If God created the heavens and the earth out of itself, is it not God still doing things? when you do things. Maybe we don't even need to pretend. Maybe very honestly and in a heartfelt way, we can take on a new idea and do it on the auspices of spirit itself. Maybe when we pray, and whether it's about something happening in our political system to bring greater unity and, and greater attention, whether it's uh, about our personal finances, whether it's about our families coming together during the holidays, what, whatever it is, whatever your grand idea is, what if you were doing it on behalf of spirit for the benefit of the entire planet? you see the difference here? When I pray and I think that I'm doing it, when, when I do my prayers or set my intentions, and in fact, in, a, in another week, what, we'll have all of our New Year's resolutions. And, and when I set a resolution or intention, when I make a prayer, and I think that it's, I have to do all the work. Do you see how often, this is very difficult to pull off. How am I going to have an intention for world peace? How am 
I going to have intention for uh, solving uh, homelessness in, the, in America or even right here in the, in the Portland area? How am I going to attack that? I mean, I maybe have some ideas. I can sign up for a committee or, or uh, you know, I can donate some time and resources or money to some of these issues that are important to me. But do you see how diminished I feel when I think I have to do it, uh, that I have to even know how to do it, that it's only my little power When you are acting on behalf of spirit, the resources of spirit will be there for you. When you are acting on behalf of the the power of the divine, whatever is needed is not going to be withheld from you. Why would God withhold something from itself? Why would God create us in order to experience a failure? Why would this grand idea have even come to me unless it was achievable. See, I even think the ideas ultimately come from spirit itself. The ideas that will solve global warming are going to come from spirit, and they'll be directed through human beings. Why would that idea even exist if it's not achievable? And so when you get a grand idea, God is almost by definition on your side available, willing to provide the resources. And here's that, that difference. Here's why sometimes when my prayers come true and sometimes that they don't, I think. I think it's because sometimes I'm thinking I have to figure it out. I have to muscle it out. I have to claw my way to get the money I need to buy it or, 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 or talk people into it, uh, into helping me or whatever. And the reality is, is when I have that attitude, that's where the resistance is going to be because it's me trying to pull it off. Something that I think is probably too hard to begin with. Something that I think is probably out of my sphere of influence. And so I'm trying to push it And even as I'm pushing, I'm recognizing I probably don't have the moxie to pull this off. Contrast that with the assuredness that comes when you are doing Spirit's work in the world. You have the full power of that big bang on your side. When you have plugged into the idea, and and here's your homework, the idea of your homework is Whatever your dream is, you're doing it on behalf of the divine. So when you do your prayers, you're saying, Spirit, I know that this is an idea that is to be born in the world for the benefit of all and using the resources of all. This is a divine idea, and I will see its fruition. When you do that kind of prayer, It doesn't even matter if you can see before you the steps involved to get there. You just have the dream. And literally, that's all you need to have is is that dream and the faith that it will be done and the resources will come to you. So let me summarize what we've talked about today because this is a big gulp. We started with something pretty basic, that God is all there is, and that the full power of God not only allowed the creation of the heavens and earths, but in the creation of life, it imbued it with that same creative power, that our thoughts become things, that our intentions can be made manifest in the world, that that which we desire when we devote our consciousness to it will have a positive impact. 
And from there we went to the idea of faith, that in order for that to actually happen, we have to have some faith in it. That it's not enough, especially for our grand ideas, especially for ideas that maybe we've actually tried and struggled with a little bit. If I think I'm doing it through my human actions, I have self-doubts. I often question an outcome. Sometimes I think it'll be just too darn hard or too expensive or involve too many people. You know, there, there are literally really complicated issues for us right now around homelessness, around civil rights, around the global warming, around the political system here. I, as Larry, can only make the smallest dent in that. But I, as an emissary of spirit itself, you better stand back. (laughs) And so this is my invitation to you, because I know that if even half of the people in this room had that level of confidence that their prayers and intentions for something like something like global warming or a, or a renaissance of civil rights for all. I know that if even half of us had the level of commitment that would move mountains in the way that God moves mountains, it would happen. It might only take five or six of us to hold on to that big of an idea with the level of faith and trust that exists within us when we put our minds to it. So that's your homework for this week. I'm going to close with a quote from the book and a prayer. And this is that idea of fierce trust that she talks about. Fierce trust demands that you put forth the work anyhow, because fierce trust knows that the outcome isn't as important as the journey. The outcome cannot ultimately matter because fierce trust asks you to stand strong within this truth. You are worthy Regardless of how long it takes, regardless of the journey, regardless even of the outcome, you are worthy of your dreams. You will keep making your work regardless of the outcome. You will keep sharing your work regardless of the outcome. You were born to create regardless of the interim outcomes. You will never lose trust in the divine creative process even when you don't understand the steps to take. Anyhow, What else are you going to do with your time here on earth if it's not to express grand ideas? Not do interesting stuff, not follow your love and your curiosity. Where is the fun in that? (laughs) Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, one source of all creativity and ideas. I call it God, but... But my higher power, of course, responds to to whatever name we might choose to give it. Spirit, Allah, the divine feminine God, this, this thing, this thing itself created the heavens and the earth, and that includes me. And it has imbued each of us with this power of creation that through our thoughts and through the, the actions of ourselves and others, Our ideas become things. Our thoughts become things in the world. And the more powerful the idea, the more powerful faith in that process that we may choose to have, knowing that as we believe, it is done. Knowing that more powerful belief, more powerful faith 
creates even more powerful effects in the world. And so for each person here, I invite you to seize on that wonderful idea, that, that, that idea of how the world or your own life could be better or improved. Set it as an intention and have the faith and the power that knowing you are doing it on behalf of spirit itself to make this world better. And as this is held in the heart and the mind of each one of us, God says yes. God simply allows that divine creative process to have its fruition, and the world is different. And so for this, this knowledge of the process and this practice of the process, this building of my own faith and the invitation for each of us to build our faith, for all of this I give thanks. And in deep gratitude, I release this prayer into that activity of God itself. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. So glad you were here. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.